Hi, I'm Lara Doerr, the Chief Marketing Officer at the GSMA, and we exist so that we can leverage really the power of connectivity so that people, industry, and society can thrive. And 5G has been adopted faster than any earlier version of cellular technology around the world. So in answer to your question, I think it's already transforming uh, the world and the way that we do business. For RCR Wireless News, I'm Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the weekly podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry leaders to answer that important question. But before we get into the 5G conversation, we like to take a moment to get to know our guests a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust questionnaire. Laura, are you ready for those? I am. Question number one, what is your idea of perfect happiness? So first of all, this list was fascinating, the Proust list. I've never seen it before. I think my idea of perfect happiness, although this may be a little bit predictable, is any time that I spend with my children. I have two children. They are really my best work and never show up in my LinkedIn profile or my CV. Um, and in addition to being just proud of them, I also really like being around them. They're delightful human beings, so I feel really lucky. And question number two, which talent would you most like to have? I would most like to be able to speak a second language. I'm embarrassed as a Canadian that I am not bilingual when so much of my home country is. Um, and definitely something within my ability to fix. So a little embarrassed to admit that as well. But maybe next year, by the time I see you, I will have started down the journey of really taking hold and learning the French language. And question number three. What do you most value in your friends? That one's easy. I think loyalty and generosity. I really appreciate people who have a, a healthy sense of loyalty in their lives and uh, all that that means and entails. And generosity, by that I mean like a generous way of living life. Uh, I mean that from a kind of like an approach or an energy, the way that we live the generosity uh, of space that we hold and how we promote each other and encourage one another. So that those are definitely the top two for me, I think. So the last time I saw you was right after Mobile World Congress in Barcelona had wrapped and we were just reflecting on the show, what we had learned. And now here we are, time has predictably flown and Mobile World Congress Las Vegas is right around the corner. So before we talk specifically about the show, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about GSMA's priorities. Uh, specifically, what's the same? What's new? Absolutely. I'm really happy for this question and the opportunity to share them. Um, we've got three that come to mind. The first for me is the usage gap. So we recognize that mobile operators have done a tremendous amount of work over the last several years at ensuring the world is about 95% covered by a mobile network. We, we do though still have 3.2 billion people who remain not connected. And there are a number of underlying factors for that. Some of those include literacy, relevant content, access to affordable handsets. 
So together with our members, we are tackling that usage gap in an environment where digitization in the last couple of years has accelerated significantly. We think it's a moral imperative to make sure people aren't left behind and that everybody can benefit from the advantages of mobile technology. So that that's for me, of the three that I'll share here, that's probably the top of the list for me. The other one, of course, is uh, fair share or the investment gap. Mobile operators, to get that 95% of the coverage of, of the globe, have spent a tremendous amount. Um, and again, as people are coming online with increasing frequency, there are 5.4 billion people connected to mobile uh, networks. And the burden for that investment has fallen to operators. And as we, uh, as our lifestyles demand and as business demands greater traffic across those networks, we think there's opportunity to take a look at the model for how we fund those things. We started that conversation in Europe and we started it just ahead of Barcelona last year where we met. And so that remains a key feature for us. And then the third thing really is taking a look at those uh, mobile networks, the investment that's gone into them, and taking a look, a forward look as to how we can make those environments accessible to developers so that, again, more people can benefit from the technology that's being developed. So our open gateway initiative has about 60% of the world's um, mobile operators signed onto it, and that's all about creating um standard uh, or standards around how APIs are created. So it's a little bit akin to how we began as an organization. It's taking that roaming piece that we're known for, that standard setting that occurred in that moment in time and pulling that idea forward and using it now to say, what do we need to do next? And open gateway is it. And so I think there's going to be a lot of activity in Vegas around open gateway and I'd be happy to share more about that. All right, let's dive into Vegas. This is always a, a fun show. And uh, as it relates to some of the primary program themes, I think I saw a strap line that was join us to accelerate 5G in the enterprise. Uh, if I look at virtually any operator organization in the world, they've spent a lot of money deploying 5G, but service revenues, new service revenues are somewhere in the future. So that's kind of the priority for them is better monetizing that network more quickly. And, uh, you know, that takes some technological realignments that takes some business model tweaking, but just eager to hear your perspective on how this is tracking, you know, what positive trend lines do you see? What sort of impediments are hanging out there that need to be addressed by particular operators and the industry at large? So we really can do just that accelerate 5g in the enterprise. Such a great question. At Las Vegas, we will be revealing our North American edition of the Mobile Economy Report that will be full of great information, statistics around the rollout of 5G in that region and contextualized against kind of global rollouts. But maybe in answering this question, I can share ahead of that publication some of the information in the report because it in goes a long way to answering that question. We're predicting that by 2030, North America will reach 377 million subscribers. The mobile sector 
in 22 added $1.2 trillion of economic value to the region. And by 2030, Mobile's economic contribution in North America will grow to $1.3 trillion. 5G will add $200 billion to the economy by 2030. Those are big, staggering numbers, right? And then on top of it, we've seen that 5G has been adopted faster than any other G with over a billion connections uh, right now and 5.4 forecast for the end of 2030. So we're at a very, very exciting time. We think that it's an enabling technology. So not only are there important use cases and uses for it across the verticals um, for them to achieve new economies of scale, but there's also opportunities to solve some of the globe's biggest problems like climate change through the use of smart technology. So smart cities, smart manufacturing, smart mining, these are all areas that will see um, the the proliferation and really, I think, profound examples coming to life um, around the use of 5G. So to do these smart digital initiatives, I I think artificial intelligence is is really going to be a a key piece. So I wanted to get some thoughts from you there. Uh, At RCR Wireless News, we've kind of tried to split our coverage into two big segments. One of them's AI for network management optimization. The other one would be more customer-facing type use cases that could, in theory, drive new service revenues, increase retention, that sort of thing. But regardless of which segment, the idea is to reduce OPEX and increase service velocity, then monetize those services that are being delivered more quickly. But just as it relates to Mobile World Congress Las Vegas, what kind of AI-related conversations can attendees expect? So it would would be a complete oversight if we missed it, but we recognize that AI, you know, as, as far as a topic, it it's met with excitement and concern. And so you'll see that reflected in the conversations in Las Vegas around this, um, around this important innovation topics that will, that will be explored will include the relationship between AI and humans, whether we need to pause AI development, the applications of AI and customer experience, as well as the role of AI in the journey to carbon neutrality and the next wave of 5G innovation. I think as a, as a marketer, I'm very interested in the kind of how we improve customer experiences end of the conversations. And I'm really looking forward to these conversations to see how they progress, because I think that this, this community has an, has an obligation to be at the forefront of these conversations and, and to help us figure some of this stuff out. Earlier in our conversation, you mentioned one of GSMA's priorities is uh, helping developers get access to to mobile networks. And that made me want to circle back and maybe get a brief update on the uh, Kamara initiative, uh, I guess, for our audience. And, and Laura, if, if this is too reductive of a description, push back on it. But, you know, alignment around open APIs is good for lots of things in the telecom industry, if we can all work on the same problems using the same sort of playbook or instruction set, you would ideally expect more and faster development and commercialization of better tech and better services. But maybe just tell us a little bit about where Kamara is today and what your expectations are in the near term. So I, 
I completely agree with what you just said, by the way. I would, I would say that um, maybe the distinction I'll make, as I understand it, is that Kamara is the place where open gateway APIs are defined, developed, and published. So it's like this, I mean, I don't want to be reductive in my own language, but it's effectively a big place where all of that is stored and where collaboration around those things are, are, um, are encouraged and facilitated. And so from our perspective, the Open Gateway Initiative speaks directly to that part that you just mentioned, which is creating this common playbook, as you describe it, so that we open up networks and I hope facilitate uh, development, but also make it more efficient. And a, and a big opportunity for us in Vegas this year is our Open Gateway DevCon. As far as I know, this is the first time that we are doing this. And it was in, so as I said earlier, Open Gateway is an initiative that was launched at MWC Barcelona earlier this year. We're six months in and trying to now bring that conversation, I would say, to the next level by creating a space for developers and, and inviting them to come into the ecosystem and to the show and creating a, spe a special place for them. And so that DevCon specifically will have key speakers from across um, our ecosystem discussing how developers can collaborate closely with mobile operators cloud and cloud service providers to develop new services in this kind of new economy. I think that we've got, I said earlier, 60% of mobile connections are represented in this initiative and 35 operators signed on to it, working across all the continents. So we, we think this initiative holds amazing promise. And like I said, the invitation is out there to developers to come be part of the conversation help us grow it, expand it, um, so that we can all leverage this technology, hopefully in new ways. I, th I think, of course, we're still at a very early stage with it, but it's very cool to launch something in February and then see it come to life by the end of September. So my fingers, my fingers are crossed, Sean, that this is, um, that this is a success and that that people come and, and learn things that they didn't know before. And that through some of those spontaneous, we hope connections that always happen at our events, um, maybe become the birthplace of new innovations or, or new services out to consumers. Well, you've, you've graciously answered my questions about what GSMA is doing, what to expect in Las Vegas. So what are you looking forward to, Laura? What are you excited about? Any themes, keynotes, program elements you'd like to call out and maybe just give us an idea of what you hope attendees leave the show with in terms of learnings or takeaways? Oh, thank you for that. So as the chief marketing officer, it'd be a real shame if I didn't off the top mention the keynote conference program, right? We have, I think this year, an amazing and really diverse group of speakers and I mean diversity kind of across any any way, shape, or form that you would look at that. We've got um, mobile operators represented. So we've got the big three from the U.S. there for sure. On top of that, we've got a few branches of the U.S. government, which I think will uh, represent very interesting conversations. And then we've also got new and innovative industries represented from that keynote stage. So 
if you're going or if you're thinking of going, I would suggest checking out the keynote lineup because I think it's impressive. Um, and I'll, I'll, I will personally want to get in on all of those. I think we've also got some really interesting uh, summits that are planned for this particular show. There's a lot of activity at this show with um, specialized programming that we hope will find cool audiences. So the Connected Car Summit, the Private Wireless Summit, there's a Sports and Entertainment Summit, and I can't think of a better place in the world to host a Sports and Entertainment Summit other than probably one of the world's leading capitals of sports and entertainment, Las Vegas. So that's really cool. We'll take Industry City to Las Vegas. So again, Industry City was born in Barcelona, but we will have manufacturing, fintech, and smart mobility summits within, within that um, aspect of the show. And then, of course, the developer conference that I just mentioned, and on top of it, that the security conference. Um, this security obviously is a, a, a very important topic across this ecosystem, but particularly to mobile operators. And we have some very intriguing speakers in that security conference who I'm looking forward to both meeting and hearing from. So that's a, those are a few of the things. And then, of course, just seeing the Vegas Strip, which is always an amazing place to people watch. Not to pull back the curtain for our audience, but we're recording this on September 20th. So I know you all are very busy in the run-up to the show, which kicks off the 25th. So thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation, Laura. And it's really refreshing to get your perspective on 5G, not as something that will change the world, but as something that already has. So thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Sean.